Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for downloading our podcast, everybody. Good show today. I am sorry, um, just entering the Million Dollar Vax competition. Oh. How, how many people are you uh, entering? I've done me, my wife, and I'm now putting my son in. It doesn't say how many times you can enter. Like, the whole idea is, and I find this extraordinary, it's a bunch of entrepreneurs. Mm. God, I'd love to be an entrepreneur. You can be an entrepreneur. Yeah, you've got to have money. Uh, but well, I don't know. You can be an entrepreneur with not being rich. Mm. You're just constantly trying to come up with the I idea. I want to be a successful entrepreneur. And these people that own, like, big businesses, mm. they've said, uh, hey... Let's all put in a certain amount of money. Some of them are even want to remain anonymous mm. and then we'll give away prizes each month. And then I think it's in November someone is going to win a million dollars for mm. being double vaxxed. Yeah. They're and businesses that will benefit by opening back up. Of course, mm. yeah. But they got the idea of uh, America. They've done it in different states and mm. they're saying that when they do it, vaccination rates are shot up, which is very good. Mm. But it doesn't say how many times you can enter. I'd say only the ones. I don't know. It doesn't say. Well, try to enter again and see what happens. Say you've already entered. Maybe it will. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, then you've got to proof. So, like, when you want to get your thousand um, frequent flyer points with Qantas, Mm -hmm. you need to show proof. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with this one, you just do proof if you win. Yes. They have a um, thousand dollar gift card every day, and then a million dollars at the end of October. It's pretty cool. I want them to do the names. Like, just to prove that they're giving it away, you know, and they're like, for the, um, like, RSL thing, they're like, mm. and someone from Mission Beach won this, yeah. and them and their family are mm. really thankful, and it's going to change their life. Said, sucked in anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is my son's birthday? Uh, is it national or just Queensland? No, national. Oh, right, okay. It changes it for you? Yeah, it does a little bit, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you think the odds are a bit lower? Mm. Well, I don't know if you read. There's not that many terms and conditions. Hmm. You sus on it? No, no, no. I'm not sus at all. I, I started being obsessed with it right from the start when one of the people completely copied it from America, and I, well, he was a creator of what company? Um, Craig Winkler, the form, the co-founder of My Myob. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's off the top of my head there. There we go. I'm going to put my mum in now. Oh, oh <laughs> sorry. In. I take it back. Mm-hmm. Bendigo advertiser has said man wins gift voucher through million dollar vax and there's a photo of him with his dog. There you go. He bought a dog. Uh, yeah, so he said, he said, I was vaccinated so I applied and thought nothing about it. I've never won anything of any merit so I thought it was a joke when I, when I won. Wow. But then $1,000 gift card arrived in the mail. Well, there you go. Good He's going to buy a brand new wardrobe. Nice. Mm-hmm. There we go. There right. we go. MillionDollarVax.com is the website, everybody. Let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You guys, royalists, pro, anti, how do you feel about Queenie? <laughs> I really like them. You like them? I like the idea of it. Mm. You know, one day being a princess. I don't find, I mean, I know it's different for you because you were born in the UK. Mm-hmm. So that you go back into the history and mm. the finding of it. So mm-hmm. I know you don't like them. Mm. Well, they took over our country. There we go. Yes, exactly. But for me over they here in Australia, they just sent us the convicts, which made us. So mm. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that being said, mm. I do I do have a soft spot for the Queen. Uh, she's 95 years old. And I think when they said God save the Queen, he was talking about this one specifically. Uh, because she's just got out of hospital. She had a bit of a turn 
last week. Did they reveal why she had been to hospital? No, they didn't actually. Just a little bit of a checkup. A little bit of a. Well, they, there was something wrong. Yeah. They did say that she needs to stop drinking so much. Mm-hmm. At 95 years of age, mm. they said maybe a bit too many sherry. Yeah, she likes a gin. Mm. Mm, she likes a gin, a martini nightcap of a night. Is it's got her to this age. Yeah. Do we not let her just enjoy it? Yeah. Her What's bloodline, it? I think, is um, one of the their elder, mm. eldest. There's a certain mm. amount of people that have made it to over 80. Mm. Extraordinary man. I always hope to be one of those um, old people who they say, if you stop doing that bad thing to your body now, that's going to be the thing that kills you. Oh, you yeah. know when you see like an 85-year-old yeah. still smoking, <laughs> they go, if they were to stop, yeah. that would end them. Mm-hmm. So they're just like living their final days, <laughs> just smashing it out. But um, she is, I mean, she's 95. The, the, the clock is ticking. It's, it's go- and so at, even at this stage now, when she does, she's slowing down. Mm. Um, but when she does official things, she's got this Glasgow summit that she's got to go to, the climate change one. Um, but she'll have a backup. Like she'll take Charlie along with her or um, one of her other so they can step in if she's like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit faint, Charlie. I think oh. mm. she doesn't call him Charlie, but I think Chuck. Charles. Chuck. 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 <laughs> Chuck has started going to more with, her, I think, for quality time mm. as well. Mm. So he's the next one in line. Mm. Well, Prince Andrew's not getting taken along to step in anywhere, yeah, is he? No. no. So that's a lot. Like, Charles <laughs> has got to be the king. He's got to start working now as well mm. because Harry's taken off on him as well. Yeah. Does that mean Camilla the queen? Or is she just... No, she's just the She's just king's the king's wife. wife. Yeah. 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 Sounds like a movie. The king's wife. Uh, and then, of course, there's the thing that no one really considers. What happens to the cash? We get the new, queen's on it. Yeah. We get new mm. cash printed. Yeah. So his... they'll still have the old money yeah, and with the, her, and then they'll slowly, have new money. They'll, yeah. they'll print a whole bunch of new money yep. and, and give it to everybody, and then they'll slowly want... And apparently um, they do a thing where, and it, it's determined on the day that she dies, there'll be a date set uh, for when that money is no longer legal tender. Right. Oh, really? Mm. Just collective, collectibles? Mm. Mm. I always want to know as well how many times we've updated the, the Queen. Because it's her as she is now. Yeah, it's not as a young. <laughs> it's not as a young queen. No. So it must get mm. updated. Mm. Well, a well, few we because we, we changed all our money, remember? Mm. So, so then it was updated to an older version. There, it's kind of mm. like a passport photo. I wonder you if know, Charlie you get like ten years yeah. as opposed to just you, one. Do you think Charlie can pick the picture? Hmm. You reckon he could? Hmm. Be like, I not that have, one. Not I think that you one. Have a say. You have a say. It's like yeah. a selfie. They'll just take four hundred and then he'll flick through. They'll look the same. But this might be the one time finally we become a cashless society. They were like, the Queen's dead. We could spend all this time making new cash. Or, guys, it's going to happen eventually. Everything's tap and go and your Apple wallet. No more cash. Wouldn't Charlie be headless? No cash here. (laughs) Would you be headless? I was going to be on money. I was going to be on money. As long as the king must be on every credit card. Yes. (laughs) Get rid of the Amex, man. (laughs) There I am. That could be the go. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yesterday we had um, visitors over in the afternoon. We had one of those weekends that I was so excited about. We had nothing on. Oh, great. Like, you know, you know, you walk into Friday, there is nothing on. Mm. And Esther and I um, had so many conversations with each other about how good is this? We're just at home. You know, get up in the morning and then we're like, let's just do this. Mm. Now, I did what I always do, and that was, you know, gardened. It was lovely. Build a little mm. garden bed. But then it was all ruined yesterday afternoon <laughs> when her sister said, oh, we're coming back from the coast. We want to pop in and see your renovations. Now, that's not such a bad thing. I don't have any problem with people coming to visit. Mm-hmm. In fact, you're welcome to come to the house anytime. 
the only thing that made it a bad thing was what that meant was our weekend of just being around the house then turned into it is time to clean this bad boy from top to bottom <laughs> because people are coming over. <laughs> Wouldn't it be less hectic because it is her sister? You no, would, you would hope so. so. Yeah. No, 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 I don't know. I mean, the hard thing is that they're actually coming over to look at the house. So normally when you go, hey, I'm just going to put all the washing that isn't done in one room because yeah. they're not going to have a look at it. Mm. But when people are doing a tour of the house... But you haven't renovated the whole house. You could, you, there's one room you haven't touched. The, but they've moved all the furniture. So like the bedrooms mm. that were upstairs oh, are downstairs. So yeah. you need to look and go for a whole thing. It's, mm. it's more that it would... No matter what you say, and you're like, why do girls need to you know, clean up when someone comes over? Because girls are judgy. So even though you say that they're not going to care, mm. they're still like I'll still walk around and go, God, it's clean. How does Esther do this? I am amazed and shocked that you have taken her side in this. <laughs> I can tell you how <laughs> Esther does that. She rides her husband for an hour and a half. Well, you were where? And then the, cleans? You were on the hedge for an hour. <laughs> you could have got it done. And then cleans up because she's happy. No, well, like everything's a stress. Like mm. everything has to go in its place. Ornaments that she'd been hiding from me that she'd bought then came out, obviously, then they were finally on display. Mm. So we're there, we're cleaning the whole house, we're sitting and we're waiting. It got to the point I was so anxious, I ended up sitting at the end of the table with a glass of water so that I didn't mess anything up. Because every time I went to make a sandwich, <laughs> she'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> did they like the red oats? They did. They did like them. But this is where it annoys me, because <laughs> I always say this to Esther. They came, yep. yeah, and then they left. Yeah. And the house was dirtier than it was before we cleaned it because they've got four children. Yes. You're so only the, cleaning for the first five minutes of impressions. That's it. Then I don't, I don't see the need. Why? Mm. Do, like the kids are going to turn up. They played bloody hide and seek. Mm. They went down into my back shed where I was hiding Christmas presents underneath the drop sheet. My children have never been in that back shed before. <laughs> I only put the Christmas presents in there Friday mm. and now they've seen them. I'm like, what's the, what is the point of cleaning? Just say this is how we live. You well, need what? um in your um in your Renaults, you should have put in like a a trap door where you can just like open it up, sweep everything into there, <laughs> and shut it. I think every house should have like a yeah. come over trap door. So people are coming into the trap door, <laughs> shut it, put a rug over it, and then and then you pull <laughs> it all back out when you're done. Good, yeah. it's a great idea. You can always take photos though when people come over and go, hey, this is what the house looked like after we got it cleaned. <laughs> I love that. Here's a compendium of what, yeah. what it should look like. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Don't wait because we are not going to be able to hold back the virus from our border. It is going to come across. But if we're vaccinated, it will be fine. A couple of weeks ago, Stab, you asked a question and I was adamant that it was not my responsibility and <laughs> I didn't care. But now it's just played in my mind over and over and I've started to go, <sighs> I think guilt really would get to me because mm. today I think we've only got seven days, seven days from today left if you want to be fully vaccinated by the time we open up. Right. Because, you know, you've got to have mm. a couple of weeks in between. Mm. So they're saying for you to be fully vaccinated when we open up uh, Queensland on the 17th of December, you need, you've only got seven days to do it. Right. And you asked the question, would I avoid people that aren't vaccinated? Because mm. I find it very uncomfortable to force people to do it. I am not a medic, mm -hmm. haven't been healthy in the past. Mm -hmm. I've chosen to get it. But whatever you want to do, that's fine. I don't think I have any family or friends that are, well, they're not, not local. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anti-vaxxers. But you asked the question, would I want to hang out with them? Mm. And I was like, well, yeah, it's got nothing to do with me. But you said, would you feel guilty if you killed them? Mm. I mean, 
How are you killing them? Is a big question. Is there? I'm just saying, let's just say, yeah, yeah. I feel real bad. I strangled them. They weren't vaccinated. What have I done about it? No, I just feel like if I did have COVID and I went over to their house and they're openly anti-vaccination and they get it. How would I feel? Yeah. I think I'd be okay with it, but at the same time, I don't know how to explain that to the kids if they were the ones that mm. did. Mm. It's, a, it's a tricky one. And then, and it's like, a, would you... So I guess the way we're sort of looking at it is if we've got any symptoms, we would stay away from people that were um, not Do they want you to stay away from them, though? Like, I if you've got know. family member or friends, do they say, hey, we don't believe they, in yeah, the virus, come on over? Yeah. But I think you've got to take some sort of onus of responsibility or just whatever your personal belief is. And I, if someone's got... Even if someone's got symptoms, I mean... You know, you're not even supposed to come to work, and that that continues even when people, everyone's vaccinated. That's just the general rule these days. So I think if you take that sort of thing and then you put it into your own life, kind of, I mean, you, you know, it's when they do the genotypes. You know, they're like, we can work out that they've got the same variation that this person does, and they've got it from then. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. they might stop doing that though. To, like, to, to find the cause or the guilt, yeah, you think? Yeah, I reckon, because once everyone's vaccinated and it's, to, you know, back to normal, mm. there's going to be cases everywhere. Mm. Will you feel guilty or will you avoid it? No. I'm, you think it's their responsibility? I think, yeah, mm. it's each to their own. I mm. think once once it's opened up mm. um, and you get a choice to be vaccinated or you get a choice not to be vaccinated, mm. you've made a choice to not be vaccinated and possibly get super sick. Mm. So I kind of feel like that's... It's your responsibility. That's it's on just, them. The reason I'm so concerned about it is because Queensland has the lowest vaccination yeah. rate. Yeah. yeah. The other thing you've got to consider, though, too, is all the changes that are occurring. So um, back in the day, um, when you had symptoms and you had to go get tested, it was a bit of a palaver. Uh, and then you had to wait for your results and all that kind of thing. Not too long now, we should have the at-home testing kit. Yeah. So if you're going to pop over to someone's house and you're not feeling well, ram something up your nose, a couple of minutes later you get a result, you go, sweet, I'm fine, I'll go. So, you know, you've got that. Sounds like most of the kids going to the valley, going out for a party, ram something up my nose, call an Uber, get out of here. (laughs) I think what you'll have to think of it this way, you've chosen to be vaccinated, Mm. people haven't, so if there's a party and you find out there's unvaccinated people, are you going to change how you live your life for them? Mm. No, I'm not, but to, to... Have that in my back of my head. They're going. I did have a sniffling nose. Um, I still went there. You're still ultimately the person that gave a virus to, to that person. person. And I think if you're the person that's mm. chosen to be unvaccinated, I don't know if you realise what it's like to have the symptoms and mm. then maybe change your mind at the last moment and not be able to do anything about it. Mm. Yeah, like when you came to work with bird flu. I did do that once, and I was ve- I was very hopeful that you didn't catch it, and you I really appreciate didn't. That. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. But that yeah. was that was years ago, where you just you went. Sick. Everyone did, and yeah. I was I was so utterly sick, and I was like, oh, sorry guys, I think I got a cold. End up that I had bird flu. Had to yeah. fly south for the winter. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll just be the norm, I think. Yeah, it'll be like that. Uh, and then, but then you got the other thing is you go, um, hey, you want to come out for dinner? Oh, you can't. Yeah, can I go to a restaurant? Mm, that's when you can really decide who you like or not. (laughs) (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, everyone's got their new albums coming out before the end of the year. Oh, my God, just in time for Christmas. Ed Sheeran's is and uh, Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift apparently has moved her a little bit earlier because she didn't want to clash with Adele. Right. 
and rightly so. You can't buy both albums? Mm, apparently not. Okay. No, and okay. also, you've got to do publicity. I think Adele is number one on the charts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just don't want to compete. Yeah. How do you yeah. do that at Christmas now? Because not many people have CD players. Do you buy like an uh, Spotify gift card, card and probably, say, yeah. hey. Smart feet, speaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You buy know? like a Bluetooth, a Sonos and say, listen to Tay-Tay on this. Like. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw an album. We can do that. I bought for Mum. I bought her a uh, digital one so she can listen to us. So I bought ah. her, and then I got her. You can buy gift cards for Spotify, mm. and you give it to them. And cool. then it's like six months since they open it. I've worked out that she has never opened it and hasn't spoken to me because she's too embarrassed to say that she doesn't know how. <laughs> Or she lost it. No, she just doesn't know how to do it. She just hasn't. Uh, But Adele has done uh, 73 random questions. Um, It's for Vogue magazine, and they follow her around her house, which is so beautiful, as you could imagine. If I find out Mm. it's a prop home, Uh I'm going to lose it. Because she moved out of her haunted mansion, didn't she? Yeah, she did. I think think they sold that one. That's when she was living with her ex. So, Mm. yeah. But uh, ahead of it, these are some things that you might not know about her. She did talk about her favourite songs. Apparently one of them is is going to be on the new album. I'm going to mix them with what mine are and what the, what the fans are, I reckon. So I reckon Someone Like You would be number one. Mm-hmm. I think there's a new song on um, the new album that would be my number second, or be my second one. And then When We Were Young. Right. I really love that song. I love singing it. It means a lot to me. Great selections. This one. Which went off at her Australian concerts. That's the one where she had to be wheeled in in a box because they were in the arena. So when she was performing in the middle of the Gabba, people were like, how did she get there? But she got wheeled in in a box. Now, this one's for you. What do you think she's binge-watching? Oh, Adele. What would Adele be binge-watching on the Netflix uh, of Squid Game? I have been binge-watching on the telly mm. Ted Lasso. Oh. Mm. I think it's great. It's very British as well. God mm. love her. God love her. And which one would she like out of Harry or William? Because would she be able to do that as a British person? Choose a favourite. Mm. How about some British this or that questions? Prince William or Prince Harry? Prince Harry. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> I love this interview is just loving all of her answers. Like mm. when she said mm. her three songs yeah. and he said, oh, good choices. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's going to go... Are you sure? Oh, she, he's he's madly fallen in love uh, with her. She could do whatever and he'd go, oh, that's amazing. Uh, what meal she would have? My ideal meal, my death row meal, my last meal would be a chicken nugget with a Big Mac and then fries. That's my three course. Mm. Right here, at least once a week. Solid. There you go. I thought yeah, you'd yeah. like that one. Solid and lastly, her most uh, proudest possession is something that you might not um, believe. Mm. It is framed in there and it's to do with Celine Dion. Celine Dion's gum. It's pretty amazing. James Corden, who's a friend of mine but also does carpool karaoke, which I did, uh, he did it with her and knew how much a fan of, I, of her I was, and so he made her spit her gum into a piece of paper and he framed it for me. And it's my proudest possession. Wow. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see how this guy propped this interview with his editor. Hey, I'm going to go to Adele and I'm going to ask her 73 random questions. The guy goes, yes. That's what an interview is. <laughs> I, I love that she's. It got... is something they do with all different celebrities. It's not right. the first off. Yeah. yeah, Vogue magazine do it all with a, a lot of. Celine names. Dion's gum. Gums. I love how proud she is as well that she's not even ashamed that she's got it. You reckon oh. she in a box? How'd it go? 
Had a chew? No, because you'd want to keep the saline essence on it. Mm. Yeah, no, I thought yeah. that, what would I do with um, Adele's gum? And I'd definitely do the same. It's in mint condition, yeah. Yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. When did you say, you'll be fine, it's fine? And it actually wasn't mm. because our middle child, uh, Jagger, he doesn't really complain like the other kids. So you kind of just go, you'll be right. You'll be fine. And I didn't realise until I got home on Thursday uh, Thursday afternoon, my hubby said, oh, by the way, uh, before school care called. And I went, oh, when? He goes, well, this morning. I said, yeah, what happened? Uh, Jagger fell down, hit his hand. And I said, but why isn't he home? And he goes, oh, I went back, I checked on him, and I went, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, and he goes, yeah, I probably will. Had a bit of an ice pack, didn't really cry, so then went to school all day. Then I picked him up from school, and then we went to tennis. Uh-huh. They played tennis, and he was like, oh, yeah, it's a bit sore, but left hand, you'll be fine. Um, and then the next day, went back to school, went and played tennis again that night, <laughs> killer backhand still. And then he was playing on the monkey bars um, with a friend after when we were waiting for his eldest to, and he's like, oh, it sort of hurts a little bit. I was like, oh, here we go, his arm. And you just never know if they're telling the truth or not. Mm. So then I thought, well, I'll do the ultimate test when he was asleep on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'll touch it and see. So <laughs> Every doctor do would it. recommend doing this. Yeah. I'll do the so ultimate do test yeah. when he's asleep and peaceful. Well, just I'll whack sure. his sore hand and no, see if it No, I just sort of squeezed it and he went, oh. And I went, oh, okay, well, we're actually going to go. We're going to go to the doctors on Saturday. So I went to the doctors and I, they, she, he said, it'll be fine. But this da- doctor has seen us a few times and he says, it'll be fine and give us a scan because often ends up being broken. Was he the same one that you took him to? And was it Jagger had something shoved up, up his nose? Up his nose. Uh, and he learnt me how, taught me how to do the blow. Yeah. If you, if you haven't le- learnt, it's amazing, look it up. You can get stuff out of kids' nose by blowing in their mouth. Mm. <gasps> Party S- trick. Same doctor? Nah, different doctor. I like okay. to spread the love around. And we went and got a scan and I was there at the scan and the lady goes, I said, can you tell me anything? She goes, we're not allowed to tell you. Mm. I said, no worries. That's great. Everything's fine. She goes, when are you going back to the doctors? I said, we're not because everything's fine. <laughs> Mind trick. She goes, no, you have to go back to the doctor. I went, oh, no. So the doctor called and said, yeah, hey, he's fractured. It's like, bones don't break at that age. They're still bendy. Mm. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. they get yeah. brittle. Good one. Uh, older okay. you get. Well, I didn't know that. So then we went to uh, the emergency because we had to get a, a brace on it or get a cast on it. And the lady said to me, uh, to him, and I always get nervous because the kids now can speak for themselves. It's awful, isn't it? It's so bad. You don't know what's going to come out of their mouth. Never do. And you haven't done anything wrong-ish. <laughs> but you still just get a bit nervous. Mm. And she said, now, how did you do this? And I was like, mm. Here we go. And he goes, I did it uh, many, many days ago, <laughs> but mum told me it would be fine. Mm-hmm. And I said, I didn't say it like that. He goes, you did. You said, it'll be fine, Jagger. I said, all right, reenactment. And she said, don't worry, there's a kid here that did it three weeks ago. Three parents weeks ago. just brought him in. And oh, I went, thank you. Thank you. She lied there. No, a I solid lie for you. Did. No, that family had a holiday planned that they didn't want to be ruined. <laughs> I don't want to hear you whinging about why you can't swim with a cast. <laughs> Suck it up for two weeks. And that's why I we'll want to know, back. when did you say on 131060, you'll be fine? And it wasn't. Mm. Like, how many days or weeks? Because I got a few messages, and I do like one mum said, it will be fine, she said, because I didn't have time to go to the emergency. So I waited for three days until I had time, and then went. I think it depends on the why you were busy. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you say you don't have time, it'd be like, why were you too busy? And if it's like, I had a facial booked, frowned upon. Yeah. Mm. Like the um, the time my mum... When I woke up and I couldn't move my legs, couldn't move my legs without screaming in pain, mm. my mum was like, Stuart, 
Don't be stupid. Got me dressed in my school uniform. Was How old pushed, were you again? I was about five or six. Okay. Was being pushed to school in a pram when she ran into my auntie and she was like, you might want to have that looked at. And what did you end up having? I went to the hospital. I was in traction for six weeks with an undiagnosed blood disease. Look at you now. Look at you now. You'll be yeah. fine. She'll be said. fine. And she, look at you. She was right. It's hard. You don't. You know. You don't want to. Every time they've got a, a little complaint. Yeah. Hmm. Investigate. <laughs> I hurt myself today. Oh. Kids are just so busy, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Out and about, hurting themselves accidentally. Lauren in Park Ridge. What's Morning, your story? Guys. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Um, so I was in Ellie Beach at the start of this year with my sister. Um, after one too many cocktails, she actually fell down the stairs. <laughs> um, visibly swollen and a uh, little bit bruised straight away. But I said, oh, no, that's okay. Let's just go to bed. We'll elevate your foot. You'll be right. We all went to bed. In the morning, it was swollen up like a balloon. It was bruised like there's no tomorrow. And I actually said to her, I was like, is it really sore or are you just being dramatic? (laughs) And she looked at me and she's like, it's clearly very sore. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, she went on a crocodile safari with us. She did a um, boat cruise, all this stuff, drove 12 hours home. We found out her foot was actually broken for three days. (laughs) You had everything paid though, didn't you, Lauren? Oh yeah, we weren't ending. We weren't ending the trip. <laughs> Had you known the foot was broken, would you have left it in the hotel room and continued the holiday anyway? Look, I'm not actually sure. Probably because it wasn't a cheap holiday. Yeah, that's yeah. why means you don't want to get it checked until after. <laughs> Zoe Morayfield, when did you say you'll be fine and it wasn't? Uh, well, it wasn't actually me that said. I would be fine. My mum didn't believe me one day. Mm. Um, I had to go to school and I had a really bad stomach pain and she was like, no, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. I was like, no, I really don't feel like I don't feel very well at all. She made a doctor's appointment for me and then she made me catch a bus. Mm -hmm. After the examination, they made me go to the hospital and... They operated 15 minutes after I got there because I had a ruptured appendix. Oh, my God, Zoe. (laughs) That is supposed to be the most painful painful thing. And she's like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. (laughs) What did your mum say when she got there? She felt really bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, I still don't let her, like, forget it. Yeah. yeah. Remember that one day when you you told me? me. Mm. Hey, Alicia. Hey, how are you? Good. We're saying uh, the you'll be right stories. Yeah. We were at the beach and I come out and I got stung by something and I'm like, Dad, it's it's real sore. There's a little bit of blood on my big toe. And he goes, oh, put some ice on it. You'll be right. Stop whinging. Um, and then all of a sudden my foot's blue. He just stopped whinging. Next minute up to my knees blue. And he's like, oh, okay. So he's wrapped me up in ice, grabbed my brother. We've driven to the next town where the hospital is. That's like 20-minute drive. And when I've got there, they said, okay, take her out of the eye. She's been stung by a stonefish. Ooh. I'm eight years old, by the way. <laughs> but on the, way, on, the, on the way to the hospital, I'm screaming, please, Dad, chop my leg off. Because <laughs> oh. it hurts so uh, much? Oh, it, it, childbirth is, is like a walk in the park compared wow. to, to the stonefish. And I'm eight. Like, yeah. it, it was wow. one of the most excruciating 
um, experiences in my whole life. Correct wow. me if I'm wrong. Stonefish can, uh, bite kill can kill you, can't they? Uh, oh yeah, they're poisonous. They've got thirteen spikes. Mm. But yeah, that's that's the. Uh, oh, she'll be right. <laughs> she'll be right. Wonder, but, does your dad ever say that? Still, she'll be right. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but just so everyone knows, boiling hot water, not freezing cold. Putting it in ice mm. accelerates. Right. Oh, oh no. <laughs> he was trying to kill you by the sounds of it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Every single night, there will be somebody on my show who has gotten out of bed and been living their regular life and it looks like an ordinary day and then something happens on that day that makes it far from an ordinary day. It's a life-changing day. It's a great book, An Ordinary Day. Lee uh, Sales has written it, and I had the opportunity to chat to her. The reason that she wrote it is because she uh, had a near-death experience herself. She had, um, during her second pregnancy, her uterus ruptured uh, about the size of a cricket ball. Wow. And she was rushed into hospital. They had non-stop transfusions, and she thought she was going to die. So normally you'd have a C-section. It'd be a tiny little um, cut. Mm-hmm. Hers was right up the side of hers. Wow. And the last thing she remembered is, I'm not going to make this. Wow. Um, of course she did. But she said after that she just needed to find, I guess, a little bit of purpose. And being a journalist, she ex- wanted to explore different stories. And in this book she'll talk to people, and they'll all start with the same, which is it was an ordinary day until. Mm. So she's spoken with Stuart Diver. If everyone remembers, he was the guy that was uh, stuck uh, in Threadbow. Mm. In an avalanche. In an avalanche, yeah, and stuck there for a few days mm. before anyone could come and rescue him and his partner mm-hmm. um, passed away next to him. But hearing those extra- like extraordinary stories that started so ordinary, mm. and some, of them, some of them are happy as well, and we just thought there'd be people here in Brizzy that have had that. Well, I think people's stories is what becomes... It becomes who they are, you know, If like Stuart Diver. Mm. Never, ever will he meet someone and he says, hello, I'm Stuart Diver. Would they not know him as that? Mm. And I think that's what's amazing about these types of stories is you're going living one life, mm. that some, one event happens, and then you have a whole new life that just begins, mm. you know? Yeah, I was speaking to a, a guy who had uh, his leg amputated. And he was always into sports, but after that he was like, I want to prove that this is not going to hold me back Mm. and became an extraordinary Paralympian. Right. Mm -hmm. And you just go for him. He's like, that moment when it happened, I was like, I'm not going to survive this. Mm. And then how it sort of turned him around, that was just an ordinary day going to the work site. He could have just been a fat, overweight boring person for the rest of his life and you know, would have thought you know, imagine that that never happened to him now he's an Olympian yeah. before that it would have just been oh, another day on the tools it does take a special someone to do that though because you can't of go course. one way or the other with that yeah. you know? oh, okay wait yeah sorry we're not asking for people that have become Olympians <laughs> I just want to hear from stories of people that something has happened it could be either a really uh, extraordinarily happy thing as well mm-hmm. or something that's terrible that's changed your life and, of course, it just started in an ordinary day. We'd want to hear from you. Yeah, so if you've got these stories, um, you can call us, 13 10 60. Um, we're going to do in-depth chats mm. with you, you know, so not just bang on for a couple of minutes. We want to hear how it's changed your life. Um, maybe there's someone in your life who you know is like this, mm. um, and, you know, their, their story needs to be shared. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stab Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. 
I laid in bed and I couldn't sleep about one in the morning. I came up with an invention. And when you think about it during the day, it seems quite stupid. But at night, I was like, I'm on to something. I was being kicked in the head by a toddler who had uh, can get out of his cot now. He comes in and goes in between us in the bed and then just like, you know, they kick, they don't sleep just soundly. Sleeping like a baby is an absolute lie. Yeah, it's true. But I was like, what about you have like a big king-size bed and they've got like little petitions down them? Mm Mm-hmm. So that that way you can all sleep in the same bed, but you've got your little laneway. What, like ropes in a pool? Yeah. Lane kind ropes. of, but they're like little uh, separators, but they're yeah. cushioned. So you'd oh, be like, hey, yeah. you could hold each other's hand, but you're still separated so you don't get kicked. The problem is the wife would whack them up too often. You'd be like, the kid's not even in the bed. <laughs> nah, let's you never be there. so safe. I'm storming the walls. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. No, thanks. Sunday is Halloween. Certainly is. It's really picked up over the years. Each year gets bigger and bigger. My um, seven-year-old son loves it. He's mad on it. Mad on it. He's going um, as Ang, the uh, Last Airbender. Solid. So he's very excited. Yeah, about is that. he going to do the shaved head? Have we decided? He, he is. wants yeah. to go all in. He's mm-hmm. all in. And he said, "Hey, Dad, what are you going as?" And I said, "I'm not going to go as anything." And I said to him, he said to me, you have to go with something. We're going to a Halloween party. I said, that's exactly what Stab said to me the other day. <laughs> and there he goes without, without missing a beat. Stab is very smart. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. do have to go with something. Yeah. Otherwise, don't go to the party. Oh, if I get out of going to the party, mm-hmm. I am going as nothing. <laughs> You can't be the person that doesn't go dressed up when everyone else. You is. can if you're if you're a you're a party pooper though. No, but if you're an adult accompanying a child trick or treating, so it's a child's party. No. Well, there'll be children there and some but adults. It, my wife's going. Is she yeah. dressing up? One hundred percent. It's a Halloween party. Well, it's time to use what was going to be um, Xander's book week costume. I won't go. And when they say where were you, I said I was there dressed as Where's Wally. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Set up a VR gang of all his mates and me, and getting on and VRing it up. People you haven't met before? Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making new friends. So, do you get to see them? No. No, okay. No. But you hear them. You can hear them. And we all got around to play on the weekend, have a bit of a sesh. And we were playing a game where you get to shoot each other. It's a fun game. Did but you say I- gang? Gang, yeah. yeah. VR gang. Do you think VR the, the yeah. Crips all go home to their wives and say, yeah, played with the boys on mm-hmm. the weekend? We've got a What's Up app. What is a WhatsApp group called? Cool VR guys. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was playing again. I hadn't played for a while, and so it needed to uh, reinstall. And it was the saddest moment of my life where it kept on loading and loading. And all I did for, I, for an hour, <laughs> I sat, I stood on my back deck, listening to these people play the game, <laughs> looking at a load screen. Going, it's going to be a this minute, guys. And then it's, you know how it says like two GBs and you can watch it going yeah. up and up and up? Yeah. It got to the two GBs and then it kept bloody going. Like it's over what it said it needed to download. You Did know, you, everybody do, having fun? Do yeah, it's great. Do what I do to Finney. Mm. I like upload it for him mm. before it's time to play so it doesn't take away from his oh. online gaming time. Lesson learned. Had to turn it off and go to bed all disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad. So thanks for no thanks. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.